welcome to Just Push Play. We talk to musicians, authors, and music industry professionals discussing everything that rocks. Here's your host, Sherry. Thanks for joining me for Just Push Play. Uh, today's guest is a dear friend of mine for quite a while now, uh, Michael Ferentino. Uh, he's in Love and Reverse, Bedtime for Rob- Robots, and a solo project. So thank you so much, Michael, for coming on my show today. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's been a while since we talked, so I'm I'm glad that we're finally speaking. It's it's been a crazy journey from when we first met to now. So I, I'm glad that absolutely. Uh, we, <laughs> I'm glad that we're uh, finally uh, getting connected again. So um, Love and Reverse is back uh, with a vengeance, so to speak. Uh, put out <laughs> uh, three singles, <laughs> the latest being uh, Bella Baby. And um, great music. I mean, I, you know, I've loved Love in Reverse from the very beginning. Um, and I'm so glad that uh, the three of you are, are finally back uh, creating music and, and doing this again. Yeah, it's really great working with those guys. It was something uh, that absolutely was necessary to get back together at some point. I, I think we kind of all knew we would, but it was just matter of you know the universe kind of unfolding as it will yeah and the the stars aligning so to speak so <laughs> but, exactly but i'm i'm very excited the the new music is amazing um uh, you know from the first single that that you put out till uh now Thank so you is very there much. are there are there plans to um put out an, a full length album or an ep Yes, actually, that's what we are working on. And um, just because the um, the way music is presented to the world lately is so different than it was back in, when we were doing this in the mid-90s, um, we decided, you know, the attention span is a bit shorter these days. So, And if you're doing it yourself, the only marketing really is, you know, kind of word of mouth through social media. So what we do is... Uh, we're doing like one track at a time and just kind of putting them, putting them out with videos and just, you know, hopefully getting that word of mouth kind of sharing and all of that on social media, since we don't really have a big budget now without a label. And then we will probably put out about five singles from the album and then put out a full length album, which will be about 12 tracks. Oh, great. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to that for sure. So um, tell me about uh, the, the three singles that you just put out. Um, Lamb of God, it, uh, it really speaks to me. It, it's kind of like a, you know, uh, do I have to uh, sell my soul to you to get on the cover of the Rolling Stone or, you know, so, you know, something to that effect. It's, it's kind of like, you know, do I have to, um, what do I have to do to, to get, uh, to benefit out of life? basically that's that's great it's actually it's it's strange i've been on this a bit of a spiritual journey lately um and really focusing on it more than ever so that was really a lot of the questions i guess that i had in the back of my mind about this whole i guess more the religion side of what i grew up with 
and uh, versus spirituality, and that's kind of uh, what Glam of God is talking about. How um, you know the the whole concept of uh, of a higher power being almost glamorized and turned into a business rather than it being a personal thing. And uh, there's all those questions in there, and realizing that ultimately. Um, materialism is not what we're really after. It's the process, you know, making music that we love to make and not really worrying about whether or not we make money from this or become famous from it. And I think that's where I finally come to grips with in life at this point, that that dream that we chased as younger people doesn't necessarily fit where I'm at in my life now. I don't really care about that anymore where at one time it was very important to me to have a big fan base and to make that my living. Now it's pretty much, I just love making the music with guys that are amazing and whatever comes of it, comes of it. Right. That That's a good attitude to have. I mean, yeah, I know it's, it's very hard in the beginning when you're younger and a little bit greener, um, <laughs> so to speak, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you want, you, you, you know, in in my beginnings, I wanted to be a writer for music mm-hmm. magazines, and and that really doesn't happen. I mean, I did get as far as the Aquarium Weekly, but I never got picked up by Billboard or the Rolling Stone or whatever. Now I just do it for the love of writing, just to to fuel my right. creativity. You know, so yeah. I mean, it that, sounds that, like we're in a similar boat because um, you know, with Love and Reverse being signed to a major label and everything, and then. You know, we, it was really weird timing for us because we kind of caught the tail end of the alternative revolution right as it was becoming the pop revolution. And we really just, we, we couldn't make that transition, nor did we want to. And the label was pretty much like uh, all the bands that aren't going in the pop direction are basically going away. <laughs> so we went away. Yeah, well, the the thing is with, with Love and Reverse, I think, uh, you know, with the um, onslaught of the pop revolution, a lot of people didn't understand your music or or care to because they were, like, so involved with, like, the whole, uh, you know, craze that was going on at the time. And I felt that you were, uh, you know, underappreciated and, and really underrated, too, because... I, oh, thank you. I, you know, I thought that you were way ahead of your time, honestly. And... Um, a lot of people, you know, I would basically force your music down my friend's throats and they'd be like, I don't get it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, you don't have to get it. But but the ones that did, I was like, okay, fine, thank, you know, thankfully you, you understand where I'm coming from and you like it as much as I do. So, <laughs> and I would do Unfortunately, that. Unfortunately, like, when we were signed with Warner Brothers, um, the president of the label, who's the one that actually signed us, totally got it. And that was wonderful, except that he was the president, so he didn't actually work the record. So all the people that he had assigned to working the record, the radio department, the um, A&R, the uh, press, they didn't get it. And that was a big problem um, because they're the ones that are supposed to be ultimately selling this record to the people. And if you don't have your team understanding what your music's about, you're not going to get it to the people that you want to get it to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, moving on to the, the next single, what was the inspiration behind that, uh, No Way This Time? 
No Way This Time. So I wrote that one actually in the early 2000s, somewhere around 2002, I would say. Um, it's basically, you know, it's it's really about, it was originally about, I should say, about a relationship kind of situation. But I started applying the concept later when I changed the lyrics around a bit to the whole music business thing again, believe it or not. The whole, no way this time, you're not going to get, you know, that side of me that's going to be hopeful um, towards this so-called dream. It's just really now I know what the what the evil is behind it all. I know that it's, uh, you know, almost like the finding the wizard behind the curtain and realizing mm-hmm. that that's not what it's about anyway. And I'm going to do it the way I believe in it because I love to make music and I love the process of the music and uh, of making music, I should say. And it's kind of like, I guess, what you would say is comparing the music business to a bad relationship. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you just recently um, put out uh, Bella Baby, um, and along with a video, uh, as you have with mm-hmm. the other two. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, the process for uh, making the video. I know that um, your wife helped you out and uh, with making the video along with um, Andres and, and um, you know, it's it's pretty much a, a family uh, <laughs> kind of uh, feel with with the whole uh, grassroots approach that Love and Reverse has. It, it's very, like, family-oriented and, and steeped in that, so... Absolutely. I mean, Andres and I go way back. We met in 1973 when he was five and I was five. Um, We went to kindergarten together. He moved into our neighborhood where I had been there a little while. And um, my really good friend, Matt Schmidt, who was basically our road manager and, and, um, you know, kind of, uh, I would say like the silent member of Love and Reverse. He, he, He was so involved in every aspect of it from the very beginning. We met each other when we were two years old as little little kids. Then Andres moved in, and we've been friends, all three of us, ever since. And uh, interestingly, when I moved away, we still stayed friends, uh, and I was pretty far from them a couple hours drive away. But ultimately, we stayed in touch because of our parents' friendships with their parents. And then um, we all got interested in music in different ways as we were aging, during our you know early years and um it's interesting that by the time we were old enough to drive we all got together and started a band and then um so yeah so that's that's how that started and then um ultimately for the bella baby video bringing it up to date um now that we're really far apart i mean andres is in queens new york i'm in tampa florida Dave Halpern, the drummer, is in uh, New Jersey, Red Bank, I believe. Um, what we do now and what we did on this video is Andres came up with the concept, and I thought it was really interesting. You know, he wanted to have each one of us performing at the same time on the same screen vertically in three different colors. And, uh, you know, and he said, I'll edit it and kind of have all the different performance stuff moving all around so it's not static. Um, so, you know, he's a cinematographer, so he's got a great eye and great visual sense. So he, um, sent me some equipment to, to actually film my part down here 
and my wife is excellent with the camera, so she filmed my stuff. Andre filmed his, and then he went out to New Jersey to film Dave's, two different places, put it all together. And it's kind of the way we record as well, because I'll basically write a song, send it over to Andres. It's pretty stripped down at that point. He goes into the full production on it, sends it back to me. I redo the vocals, add some guitars to it, and um, then send it back to him. Dave puts some drums on it, then we mix it. So it's kind of like, you know, we're a family that's uh, very separated by distance, but not by love. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it's it's really cool to see that, too. I mean, to see that, that you know, even though um, the band wasn't around for a while, uh, you know, Love and Reverse wasn't a while for, you know, around for a while, it was nice to see that the relationship was still there. And it's, it's you know, it's, you know, it's solid it, and it wasn't going any place. So, you know, I'm glad that, that uh you know, that still remains because you don't see it that often. So, um, Right. We took a few forks in the road on the way, but we always stayed friends the whole time. That was never an issue. Um, you know, Andres and I kind of went off in our other direction for a while when we signed with this indie label in the late 90s into the 2000s called Gig Records. And uh, we basically, you know, transformed our music into a more stripped down acoustic kind of thing which we called amazing me project dave went off and did a whole bunch of stuff playing drums for other artists and touring all over the world and then um and then ultimately andres and i met miles hunt from the wonder stuff in the early 2000s and we actually formed a band with him at one point over in the uk did some touring did one album with him called the miles hunt club and that was a really fun band. It was two Brits and two Americans, and mm-hmm. we had a, a, a ball making that record. And then ultimately, I started off on the Bedtime for Robots project, and Andres got really into cinematography, which he does to this day for a living. And um, so with all of that, we kind of just went off in different directions, but always, you know, stayed in touch, of course. Yeah. Well, I, I was just going to mention the Wonder Stuff because they just put out a, a new uh, album, and um, you know, I, I was like, oh my gosh, everything's like falling into place. Um, the Wonder Stuff has something out, and um, there's a new book by um, John Tazula uh, regarding his his time and you know, in managing all yeah. these bands and and Megaforce. So Absolutely. I'm I'm like, oh my gosh, all of my nineties um you know, dreams are coming true. <laughs> so <laughs> it is really interesting. I mean John actually came to my house and we recorded him doing some of the um doing the uh reading the book on tape kind of thing because he wanted to do it through um you know one of those what is the name of that service now that they have where you can Audible I believe. Audible, yeah. I think he was gonna do a book for that. Um so he came to my house and we actually recorded the initial stuff, but he went and got it tweaked in a much nicer studio because I just have a little portable thing here. But, um, yeah, so I was really excited for this. But the book is brilliant that John wrote, actually. It's not Even if you're not even into metal, it's just a really great story about his whole life. It's really interesting. And I was really, you know, kind of honored because he did a little chapter on Love and Reverse in here as well. Yeah, I've got. And then meanwhile, the wonder stuff. Meanwhile, it's freaking brilliant. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh 
Um, no, no, I, I believe it, and, and that's why it's on the top of my list. I mean, I remember um, visiting Megaforce once and just, you know, and, uh, you know, just starting out, and I was, you know, really, it was a really cool experience, and I I think I had uh, met John maybe once or twice in, in my, um, you know, club days going out and around seeing bands or going to visit places where people were um putting at you know their PR agencies and stuff like that so um yeah i i i find the book to be you know and i read and review music books too so um his is on the top of my list to to get uh to so um yeah so i i appreciate that uh he he wrote it so to get a little bit more understanding about you know his life and and the goings on to creating a, a empire you know so to speak so um, so it's amazing uh, you read what's next about how he did that mm-hmm. yeah with I, that I, I know <laughs> oh, no. so um and and the union that he has with Marsha too that that's really interesting I've read excerpts of it but. Um, yeah, so um, going forward, do you have a, a selection of what you're going to be releasing next, or is that a surprise? Um, actually, we have a plan. It's going to be one of three songs. We're just trying to figure out which one we want to put out next. Um, because um, one thing about this new album is it it's very cohesive, but there is a diversity in the style of songwriting on the record. And um, I would say what makes it cohesive is the sound of the band, but the writing is, um, you know, influenced by a lot of different genres of music. There are two tracks particularly influenced by that world of like Prince slash George Michael and that kind of sound, um, but with our kind of approach to it. And I definitely want to put one of those out next because I think that's going to be really interesting to see people's reaction to the other side of what we do. Yeah, and then I there's can't some wait stuff for that. that's a little more heady, <laughs> like Pink Floyd meets Nine Inch Nails y kinda a little darker, but you know, really ethereal kind of stuff on the record as well. Cool. Cool. So how can people uh watch the videos or listen to the music at this point? Right now pretty much the singles are available as of Friday, as of this Friday the third single will be out as well, but the singles are available at any kind of streaming service you can think of, uh, Spotify, Pandora, Deezer, um, Apple Music, Google Play, all that stuff, um, YouTube. And then um, the videos right now, the first two videos, if you go to the Love and Reverse um, YouTube site, we have a YouTube page. Um, those videos are there. The third one will be up soon as well. And then there's a whole playlist in there of all our old music, too. So if you want to dig into the stuff we did in the 90s and or even earlier, some of the early, early stuff we did is all in there. Great. And how can people um, connect with you on social media? Or are there any um, specific pages that that you uh, promote on or uh, Facebook groups, anything of that nature? Absolutely. So I have the Love and Reverse page the bedtime for robots page anyone i'm pretty open guy so i mean if you came to my own personal site and asked 
to be friends, I'd probably be friends with you as long as you don't seem like a creeper. <laughs> so uh, just Michael Ferentino on my regular uh, Facebook site. And then um, I do have a group that I run called Infamous Blasphemous, and it's really a way to share really um, kind of cutting-edge music. So anything that kind of is left of center, we're pretty open to, and we like to promote new bands and you know, un, unsigned artists and whatnot, as long as it's kind of fitting the genre that we're shooting for, which is, it's it's not one genre, but just anything left of center and strange or dark or interesting. Yeah. So um, are there any podcasters or radio stations that have supported you over uh, the last few years that you might want to shout out or or, um... Yes, absolutely. In fact, I really want to shout out big time for one in particular. Um, it's called uh, Wonky Planet out of uh, the UK. It's, uh, I believe it's out of Leeds, um, England. And uh, I've become really good friends with the, the guy who runs the show, Wonky Planet. His name is Craig Manga. And he started a collective in the uh, internet world called black box recording. So it's basically a net label, but it's also, you know, almost like a collective. So there's a lot of collaboration going on and that's where I put all my new bedtime for robots albums out with that um, label and that you can get to them directly from uh, Bandcamp, which is where the label runs out of. Um, and it's, there's so many interesting artists on there. I mean, it's really, to me, the next step in what's going on in cutting-edge electronic music. Uh, it's not like anything I've heard before, and uh, really different kind of stuff, and it's really cool to be part of that. Then there's also Eddie Shook, who's out of Texas. He has a, a, a station called Anything Goes. Then I have Doomed Radio, Soma FM, Lucretia plays my stuff. Uh, that's out of San Francisco. And um, there's another really cool one out of Italy. Um, called unexplained sounds and that guy goes more for the really like kind of ambient and dark ambient stuff so anything that kind of relates to that he'll play of mine and old and then there's another internet radio station too that's called um what's the other one i'm thinking of uh it's out of the midwest i can't even think of the name of it off the top of my head now but anyway we're getting you know decent amount of people starting to come on board with what we're doing which is really cool mm-hmm and um i have you know from being um friends with you on facebook um your uh father and uh your sister also do music too right yes they do in fact it's interesting cuz andres produces all the stuff they do they they're into doing old covers you know from the 60s mm-hmm. and 70s and some earlier than that 50s music and they have beautiful voices both of them so Andre um, basically puts all the music together for them in his studio. They come up and record the vocal tracks, some pretty amazing harmonies and whatnot. And then um, um, I'm planning on doing some stuff with them at some point just because, you know, we enjoy doing it. And it's it's more for fun than anything else, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, any closing thoughts or um uh, for people that already have known your your bed of work, or for people just discovering it, 
Um, the only thing I can say is, you know, go and check it out. I mean, expect the unexpected. We don't really try to uh, pigeonhole ourselves into any one particular area. But I think if you were going to try to pigeonhole it, if you're somebody that's into, you know, um, cutting-edge electronic-based music with melodies and psychedelic kind of elements, um, I think people that are into bands like Pink Floyd to The Cure, to Susie and the Banshees, to Black Sabbath would all get what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Michael As well as, you know, as I said, the Prince and all that. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. The, the Prince aspect, too. The yeah, Prince, the Prince George Michael. aspect and all that, because we're really into that, like, really, you know, kind of cutting-edge R&B stuff, too, as well. So there's little elements of that in there. Yeah, well, Michael, thank you so much for joining me on my podcast today, and I look forward to uh, the full-length release and all the other singles that you plan on on uh, great uh, gifting us. Well, it's my pleasure. I really appreciate you uh, reaching out to me to do this, and um, definitely send me the link to your podcast so I can spread it, spread the word about it. I sure will. Thanks again.
no better than 